honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Minnesota only played two games last week, and, well, we split it. One and one. But at the end of the day, the season's over in terms of making the playoffs. Now it's just playing it out, this and that, and not a bad game against the Memphis Grizzlies on the 25th of March. The 25th of March, man, the month is already gone, the season's already gone pretty much, and then you get the loss, pretty bad loss to the Clippers, who clinched their, uh, clinched the playoff berth once again for them, their first playoff berth in a year or so, so good to have them back in the mix, I guess. Not a bad team when you consider, you know, they, they traded away... Tobias Harris, but Lou Williams, Danilo Gallinari, and co. kind of hanging in there and keeping things uh, positive for the Los Angeles Clipperland, as they'll be the only team in L.A. making the playoffs. Oh, I'm, I know, and it's it's a bummer, and okay, <laughs> I'll do a little nudge because Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast uh, was uh, kind enough to mention that uh, I'm losing hair over uh, the Timberwolves season because, well, there's, and, um, there's not really a whole lot left anyway and stuff, and well, that's true. There's not a whole lot of hair left. Unfortunately, there isn't a whole lot of hair left, and do you blame me? Obviously, the Vikings and their missed field goals and all that, and over the years, decades, not just years, decades, uh, Timberwolves and their, you know, you come in with expectations, and what do you get? Well, you don't meet them. The Minnesota Wild, you come in with expectations, and what do you get? Well, they don't meet them, or they have a great regular season, and then the St. Louis Blues come come to town, the seventh seed, and their goalie all of a sudden stops everything, and within... The next series, and from there on, their goaltender is as average as ever, like he was before. When we beat the St. Louis Blues two years ago, in that case, in the postseason, in only six games. So, I don't know. It's Minnesota sports. It's not just the Timberwolves, but Timberwolves definitely way high on the uh, on the old, uh, yeah, on the food chain, so to speak, when it comes to me. Obviously, Timberwolves and Wild, my two favorite teams. Um, sucks that they play at the same time. That's the challenge of it, keeping up with the two podcasts, but it is what it is. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns won an amazing game against the Memphis Grizzlies, but you can also tell that uh, <clears throat> a guy by the name of Marcus Sol is no longer playing for Memphis because Carl Anthony Towns would never put up numbers like this against the Memphis Grizzlies. Never. Uh, 33 and 23? That's just not going to happen. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a very, very respectable game. 9 of 15 from the floor, 22 points. The Paladino Joey efficiency rating? Wow, I guess he was efficient enough. The four turnovers didn't help a whole lot, but there are turnovers everywhere. Kind of a sloppy game. The first half, definitely not that good. And then the third quarter went the Wolves' way, which was nice, 35-18. to 18. But really, again, the Wolves only, in fact, the Wolves actually trailed by one at the half, if you can believe it. And then they said, hell with that. And, yeah, 35-18 to 18 third quarter, and the Wolves pulled away. A nice, solid performance. Again, Carl Anthony Towns tearing it up in a huge way, 33 and 23 in the game. That's pretty damn good. Almost followed out, but hey, you know, at least the Wolves got the job done, and that's what matters there. Again, Wiggins, a very respectable game. Mr. 11, as he loves to score 11 points here and there. No 7 of 11 in the game, but he did hit half of his threes. Dario Saric, 3 of 6 at the end of the day. A bit of a back-and-forth type of game, but Carl hitting those catch-and-shoot threes to help the Wolves pull away in that fourth quarter. 4 of 7 overall, and again, Saric. Saric. 
three of six from downtown. So good overall performance for the Timberwolves from the three-point line, 46%. You got to like that. But again, 48% from the floor. Again, a good, solid, strong game for the Wolves. It felt nice. And this is on a day where this team, this town needed a little bit of a rescue. I mean, Grover basketball got absolutely just swallowed up by the Michigan State defense. They couldn't go down low for their life. In the whole first half, they just stood around the three-point line like everybody. That, that's kind of weird. They just stood around the three-point line. Five guys. Five guys are standing out there. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, some of that worked a little bit against Louisville as we were actually hitting threes for once. Let's go for basketball. Not really known for their three-point shot right now. Kind of like the Wolves until uh, Ryan Saunders took over. Of course, attempting a few more threes now and actually making a few as well does help change the uh, outlook of the team a little bit, change the whole vision and all that. We'd like to have that uh, three-point shot to become a bigger part of things. You just have to in this modern day. But the Gophers, it's like, I don't know what they were doing other than Michigan State just, again, swallowed up the middle and there was nothing the Gophers could do. And, of course, Jordan Murphy having back problems didn't help either. Uh, God rest his college career. Hopefully he has a shot at the NBA someday. I can see him being like a reserve big man in the NBA somehow, someway, someday. Jordan Murphy. I'm not sure he's a draft pick or anything, but he goes down as one of the historic uh, Golden Gopher basketball players. And uh, kind of an unsung hero over the years. I always liked him. I think everybody did. You could always count on Murphy. You could always count on Jordan Murphy. Uh, You know, well, this guy was hurt or this guy was inconsistent. This guy didn't live up to the hype. This guy was this. This guy was that. You could always count on Murphy. So it's kind of sad to see him uh, not being able to really play in the second half against the Michigan State uh, Spartans, a team I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I used to like him, but I just don't anymore. And I already voiced my opinion on that on the last show. Just, I don't know. I'm tired of him. Uh, it's time to just, let's let, you know, you get tired of seeing the same teams every year. And I don't know. And you just can never beat them, and it drives you crazy. I understand we're not rivals. We don't qualify. I get it. But, ugh. Still, conference rivals, you could say, in a sense. Again, a fun, solid win over the Memphis Grizzlies. There isn't a whole lot much else to say. You know, Josh Akogi really picking up the talent and everything. I'm so glad he started most of the season because of, well, it sucks with the injuries, but I'm glad that Josh Akogi has had a chance to get extensive minutes. I think it's really helped him uh, become a player in this league rather than rotting on the bench. And again, that's what's good about Ryan Saunders. He plays the rookies, and gosh darn it, they can actually play. You know, they actually can play. Remember Rick Adelman? He wouldn't play Gorgie Zhang or Shabazz Muhammad, going back, you know, five, six years already. And then Tom Thibodeau, did he play rookies? Not really. <laughs> a, a little bit, because he kind of had to in certain cases. Well, at least Chris Dunn, he had to play him, because, well, who was the backup point guard? And then Tyus Jones hardly got any playing time, but no, well, he's the starting point guard, and I think he should be the starting point guard. I'm happy with him. Um, unloading Jeff Teague, what can you do with him, this and that? I'm not sure. But uh, do check out the Courtside Podcast. They did talk about the Timberwolves extensively on the most recent episode. iTunes and Google Podcasts. It'll definitely show up on both because iTunes and Google Podcasts basically mirror each other. If you have an I- if you have a show that goes on iTunes, it'll go on Google Podcasts as well for the Android users out there, and it works great. Works just like iTunes. It's just, this looks different. That's about all. <laughs> <laughs> and usually uh, usually Android phones are bigger, but not all the time. Uh, in the Samsung case, most of us have Androids of Samsung, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, very good show, very good uh, recap, uh, you know, conversation about the Wolves and whole, the whole thought of, hey, you know, Andrew Wiggins is already making his big money and this is what you're getting, and it's frustrating. Um, you know, $25 million, 
25 million dollars for Andrew Wiggins and well at least you got a game like this against the Memphis Grizzlies but generally speaking when you look at the season is Andrew Wiggins anywhere near 25 million dollar territory even in this you know TV contract day and age shut the hell up I mean absolutely not I don't think so um but I still love him still want him to succeed this and that other people talking about gotta unload him if you can I don't know how. I don't know to who. Obviously, somebody out there probably has an opinion. Like, ah, if 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 I can get him, to, if if I can sit him down and talk to him and work with him for a while, particularly in the summer and then onto the uh, you know during the regular season and training camp and all that stuff, he's going to become that Kobe Bryant, whatever you know. Somebody, let's just say, lesser version of Kobe Bryant. He's going to become that that star that he should have been when he came out of the draft. The truth of the matter is, he was supposed to be a good defensive player coming into the draft, and he's not been that great of a defensive player. Uh, better this year than in previous years. Carl Anthony Towns was coming in as a defensive player, and you know how that was kind of a wrap on him the first couple years as well. Uh, up till now, his defense has been slightly better, but certainly not near the level people thought going into the draft. It's funny how both of them ended up becoming much more offensive-minded players than they were going into the draft in 2014 and 2015, respectively. But, um... Yeah, Vince Germano talking about how the future is still bright in Minnesota. I think it is, too. Um, I think it is in terms of, well, I mean, there's there's hope. I mean, Josh Okogie, Tyus Jones, I think, is a legitimate point guard. If he's starting or if he's, uh, you know, somebody who gets a ton of minutes off the bench, Sharich should be a good, solid player. I'm kind of back and forth on the guy. I do want to keep him, this and that, of course. But I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on him. Some part, part of me wants, like, a conventional power forward who can block shots and get like 13 rebounds, this and that, but well, if he can hit the three-point shot and be a valuable offensive weapon and play some intelligent defense and make some nice plays, setting players up, that good old Euro basketball, making those good passes and such to, to cutters, then sure, okay, then Dario Saric could very well be worth quite a bit of money and be a very valuable player for Minnesota for many, many, many years to come. Tolliver, uh, yeah, you know, good guy in the locker room, <clears throat> He's uh, you know, he loves his he loves his NBA brotherhood, which I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that kind of conversation. I don't know why, but that, that's uh, you know, I I guess that's pro athletes, um, <clears throat> guys like that. Kade Bates' job, I think he's got a good uh, future in the league. Cameron Reynolds could be a spark plug, three point threat off the bench. I think in the future didn't do much in the Memphis game. Gorgie, I don't know what to do with that contract. I just don't know. And Jared Bayless, God bless him, but it's been good that type of thing. <laughs> Sixteen minutes of God, you know, God awful basketball. I would say in this game, he, um, it, it, maybe not even awful, but not good. Just not good. Not, not nothing really much to say. To be quite honest, nothing to write home about. At the end of the day, I probably don't need to be on that game too much, but <clears throat> mostly kind of branching all over the place when it comes to Timberwolves basketball. And as we're heading near the end of the season, this and that. Again, two games to review, four games to preview. So I better keep moving here. Even though, so this segment will probably be on the shorter side, even though I'm kind of being, keeping things elongated here at the moment. 122-111. <laughs> Minnesota loses at home in the target center to the Clippers. The first quarter was just an indicator of what was to come, and it just wasn't that good of a game. Minnesota made it very interesting down the stretch, second and third quarters, and even into the fourth, made it very close. And then, of course, the defense just went back into you know, into dormancy. It, it just, the defense was dormant. Only 13,000 people on Tuesday, the 26th of March. Happy birthday to Paul Tuniverse Caniff, by the way, on the 24th, I should say, last Friday. Uh, Thursday, pardon me. Um, or was it Saturday? I'm all confused. 
It was Friday. Okay, but <laughs> regardless, uh, nice solid performance again by the Timberwolves against Memphis, 113-99. And then you get games like this Clipper game, which again was for a long, for a while there worse than the score would indicate. <clears throat> and the fact that the Wolves made it more respectable, and then again the defense went dormant, was extremely frustrating down the stretch once again. Carl Towns did not have as good a game. 6-17, he struggled. He didn't get to the free throw line quite a bit, but struggled off and on. Wiggins got the points, and he did add a couple steals and blah, 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 but he went 9-21. It's just, like, what were they thinking? I mean, that's not going to get it done. 9-21, so your efficiency rating? <laughs> 22 points and 21 attempts. Yeah, get to the bleeping free throw line, attack the basket, stop with the same old... Turn around, I'm going to shoot it because I'm going to shoot it bullcrap. That's basically all it is. I'm going to shoot it because I'm going to shoot it bullcrap. That's basically what it is. Or fill in your swear word, because you might as well, because you're probably going to do a lot of swearing if you keep watching it. Sharich, talk about efficient, though. 7 of 10, 18 points. Made a couple threes, only attempted three of them. Sharich, the last few games, he's been a different player again. He's been efficient again. When Sh- again, when, when Sharich is efficient, he is so valuable. He's so valuable, and he, he, you know, he, he makes you feel positive about the future of the team. Last game, Tyus Jones had eight, had nine assists. This game, he had eight. He amazingly had two turnovers. But in a game like this, not a whole lot was going right for Minnesota or anybody else. Jared Bayless in 18 minutes, and just I don't know. I, uh, it is what it is, right? Just playing out the season, playing out the contract, and God bless you and uh, all that good stuff. That's basically how I what I have to say about that. Cameron Reynolds, not again, didn't get in the game a whole lot. Uh, I'd like to see more from Cameron Reynolds, obviously, because he can hit the three-pointer and all that. Uh, Kata Bates' job continues to be solid, but didn't have the best game, I'd have to say, but really nobody did in this one. Anthony Tolliver, scoreless in almost 21 minutes, so you might as well have had Cameron Reynolds in there more often in a game like this. And the way things were going, a Kogi, nine points in 35 minutes, 34 and a half minutes, blah, blah, blah. Wiggins, though, again, just the usual typical not-so-much-to-write-home-about type of game. I mean, he got 22 points, but again, eventually you're going to get 20 points when you shoot the ball like 70 times. You're going to eventually get there. You know, I got my, I got 30 points. Yeah, but I shot the ball 31 times, that type of thing. That's all it was. That's all. That's all it was at the end of the day. Not a good game at all. Uh, Lou Williams looks like a stud, obviously, and I'm, I'm happy for the Clippers that they're able to make the playoffs. I hope they scare the Warriors a little bit. That'd be nice. Wear them out. You know, give them some unneeded uh, extra games. Force it to six or seven. It'd be really nice. Wear them out a bit. Because by the time they get to the conference or the, or the NBA Finals, the Bucks or the somebody else will knock them out. That'd be great. The Rockets or something. I'd be very happy. Uh, Jerome Robinson, not a good rookie year. Uh, J- 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 Michael Green, I'm sure uh, Mr. Hank McCoy misses him in Memphis. I'm sure he does. I, I would, too. I like Jermichael Green. Uh, instead, he's on the Clippers and not getting a whole lot of minutes, but a valuable guy. Torture the Timberwolves the last couple of years. But uh, Jerome Robinson in Clipperland, mm, not a good rookie season at all. I thought he was going to be way better. In fact, I was kind of pissed off. Like, oh, goody, another good player going to the freaking Clippers. and uh, Barely saw the floor a whole lot this season. Only 27 games, 9 minutes a game, and 3 points a game, and... I'm surprised. I thought I thought you're going to see more, but I suppose the young man in Portland years ago, C.J. McCollum, had a really nondescript, like almost invisible type of year like this in his rookie year. All of a sudden, boom, 12 points and then 18 points and 22 points, and he just scored for the net. And who do you think he 
tore up every single year because we passed on him. That's right. That was us. That was us every year. She's CJ McCollum. Oh, boy, just like Brandon Roy used to do to us as well before he came here and just took $5 million from Glenn Taylor's pocket, basically. And, uh, of course, David Kahn as well. Yeah, five games, $5 million. $5 million for five games of uh, very mediocre basketball at best from uh, Mr. Roy, uh, what was his name? I don't even want to remember anymore. Brandon Roy. I don't even want to remember. I don't. Uh, Gallinari, 25 points. We're happy for him. Uh, Gallinari always torches the Wolves, whether he's on Denver, whether he's on the Clippers, whether he was on the New York Knicks years ago. But uh, good on the Clippers. Very strange starting lineup, but they're getting the job done. Again, your best player is your sixth man. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. But Gallinari, when he's hot, he's hot. And he was, and all that good stuff. It was a spicy meatball. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? No, this game wasn't funny at all. But, hell with it. Uh, Mon <laughs> Montrez, Montrez Harrell, also a very nice player. Got to like him. 9 of 11. And it was an inside job in this game, I'll tell you that. There was an inside job going on in the target center. 11 points. Uh, excuse me, 9 of 11 for 18 points for young man Harrell there. Good, good performance for him. Also off the bench for the Clippers. I could see him getting extensive minutes in the future coming years for... Lay Clippers, Lay Clippers. With that said, the awards are going to get passed out. Of course, Carl Anthony Towns is going to get the Alpha Wolf. It's like, it's just, you know, it's a broken record, but hey, nobody's going to compete with this guy right now. Andrew Wiggins surely isn't doing it. Surely he's not doing it. A guy who does that definitely deserves honorable mention is Dario Saric. Extremely solid performance. And Tyus Jones, I think, too, should get an honorable mention because he's been very good. It's just he's not going to steal it away. But uh, again, Tyus' efficiency. He made three threes in the game, by the way. Very good. Very strong. Very cool to see that. Hopefully he can become more and more deadly from downtown because if uh, Tyus Jones can become a guy you can really count on for that three-point shot, catch and shoot threes and such, boy, you got yourself a pretty good player because he can run that offense, boy. That guy runs the offense better than any point guard that's been on this team since, I'm not sure, well, Rubio, okay? There you go. Everybody loves Rubio. He's the best floor general since Ricky Rubio, Okay. Are you happy now? Jeff Teague definitely has the offensive skills that Rubio didn't. But if Tyus Jones can get to that point where he has the offensive skills that Rubio didn't, because, well, I think his field goal percentage is higher, generally speaking, and I think it can be continue, can continue to get higher, Tyus Jones might end up being a hell of a player for this team for many years to come. And, oh, boy, nice move by Flip Saunders. That was the last uh, draft of his life. God forbid. Oh, that sucks. Still sucks. It still hurts to this day. But, um... Cool, cool memories when Flip went and picked him up, literally, in Minneapolis. That was pretty amazing. I literally just, like, walked across the street. That <laughs> was pretty cool. Uh, Alpha Wolf 2, Carl, and the Johnny Flynn Memorial, whatever. You know, I mean, I guess Bayless. I don't know. I don't really want to pick on the guy. He deserves to be in the NBA, but I don't think I want him on this roster right now. Though, I'm not sure what else to say. Uh, you're stuck with Jeff Teague. I don't think he's going to just say, I don't want the $19 million because no one's going to give it to me next year if I don't take it. I don't think he's going to do that. So, I think he's going to opt in. So, he's here regardless. Regardless if he's a spark plug off the bench or the starter. It'd be a pretty expensive spark plug. But, I suppose the Clippers are doing fine with that type of strategy. Um, we'll see what happens there, though, at the end of the day. Uh Johnny Flynn Memorial is what it is. Let's just move on. Anthony Tolliver couldn't couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and he hasn't. I'm going to give it to Tolliver. 
He, he, he can't shoot anymore. And I don't know what happened. He just can't. So with that said, Tolliver, Johnny Flynn Memorial, let's take a break, come back and preview four more games right after this. Well, this team certainly has a future. Unfortunately, the present is a little too depleted right now. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Four games to preview. I'll try to do it fairly briefly. We'll see what happens, because four games is four games. That's a lot. But, uh, well, this offseason should be interesting at the very least. It's something always to keep your eye on. It's fun to get back in the lottery in terms of it's fun to make uh, draft night uh, a big deal. I enjoy draft night very, very much. So it's nice to have a fairly high pick again. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd like to actually be like competing in the postseason more often and get into the second round and the third round and, oh my God, can we get it done? Can we actually go on a playoff run this year? Wouldn't that be fun? That's not happening right now, unfortunately. But we'll also find out who the general manager is and he's going to have to make some pretty intelligent moves if it's trading Andrew Wiggins this and that to not get, you know, not get literally robbed this and that. Like basically... You just get some long garbage contracts that nobody else wants, and that's all you get, basically. So, And then Wiggins ends up being a little bit better somewhere else, that type of thing. Yeah, well, I guess we'll worry about that when the time comes. It's going to be interesting to see continued talk that uh, Ryan Saunders will be the long-term uh, coach. He will be signed on as the uh, coach of the future, this and that. They will be give him an extension, and he'll be hanging around, and... We'll see who the general manager is going to be. Is it going to be Chauncey Billups? Is it going to be Freddie Hoiberg? Is it going to be somebody else? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see with that. The conversation will continue to develop in the next few weeks, and I'm looking forward to keeping up with that. It's, it's always fun, and it's good. You know, it's good that at least we got the dark cloud out of here. You know what I mean? At least we got the, uh, the ah, whatever, that Castlevania 4 fog that was enveloping the room, and you couldn't see straight because it was just so negative with Tom Thibodeau. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. So, Golden State Warriors, we get to play the Warriors again. And, well, if you're going to beat the Warriors once this year, this is the time to do it because this is your last opportunity to do it. The Timberwolves, the last few years, have not gotten swept by the Golden State Warriors, which is nice. 2016, we beat them in April. In April. 2017, we beat them in April or, or March. And last year, we beat them in late March, I believe, as well. So, will we get our annual victory over the Golden State Warriors? I freaking hope so. And that would be Saturday, nope, Friday night tonight against the Golden State Warriors. That'll be nice. The 29th of March. <laughs> I've said their name enough already. Yeah, yeah, we know who they are. They've won three other last four. They, ah, whatever. Yeah, but at least they lost in 2016. I like that. And they almost lost in 2015, too. So, yeah, I don't know. At least we don't hear the Bulls comparisons as often now. But there's those of the elder that probably think this team would crush the Bulls. All I have to tell you is this. That's all you're going to get from me. Seriously, that is all you're going to get from me if you're going to give me that conversation. I don't think the, the Bulls would give up a... Yeah, I just don't think so. I don't think the Bulls would have to go seven against the Thunder, <laughs> trailing three games to one in that series, miraculously coming back at least. And then, yeah, vice versa the next round. Okay, enough of my, enough of my little subtle jabs to the greatest team on... Hardwood, I guess. 
<laughs> hopefully everything blows up in the summer and all that. But yeah, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, we all know who they are. Clay Thompson can hit threes while he's sleeping. And Clay Clay Thompson, either he torches the wolves or he goes ice cold. That's basically the that's basically the story of Clay Thompson versus the Timberwolves. And when Clay Thompson goes ice cold, beat the Warriors. Just go out and beat him. That's that's all you gotta do. Yeah, I know it's not easy, but it's doable. When the guy goes ice cold, it is doable. When Clay Thompson's hitting his threes and Curry gets like you know, makes like eight threes in a row, whatever, and he's doing his whatever he does. Luckily, he doesn't do it as often anymore, but if he starts doing it and get mad like I do, um, if that, yeah, he'll get mad because they'll freaking win, and that's just all there is to say. They shot the ball and it went in. They shot the ball and it didn't go in. Is That's pretty much the story in beating the Warriors, and oftentimes they shot the ball and it went in, that type of thing. The other funny part is they're not going to win 60 games this year. They've already lost 23. The only team that can win 60 games this year is the Milwaukee Bucks. Just east of the Mississippi River there a bit. Well, I guess they suppose they're a bit further east, all the way through Wisconsin, near Lake Michigan and all that uh, urbanized area. All those cities leading down to Chicago and all that, with Lake Michigan and all that. uh, Boy, oh boy, Milwaukee Bucks, man. They just might win the Eastern Conference this year. We've seen them get to the conference finals a couple times. Sam Cassell and all that. That was a good good time. It was fun to see Sam Cassell and Gary Payton, strangely enough, on that roster. That was a weird team, but it worked out, I suppose. But uh, Cassell and Ray Allen was when they were really good, though. And then they did make a playoff run, but unfortunately ran into a better team. I'm blanking on who it was. 2002 or so. I'm blanking now. It doesn't matter anymore. It's 15, 15 years ago or more. But uh, that was a fun team to watch. This team, well, a lot of people think the Warriors are fun to watch, I suppose, but I don't know. You know how I feel. Let's just move on from that. It's pretty funny that Draymond Green's actually leading the club in assists. That is kind of funny, about seven a game. Demarcus Cousins, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Another player who suffered an Achilles tendon injury, which, of course, is not good for any basketball player because, well, boy, I, I don't know. I mean, so many good players over the years. I've had those Achilles tears, and you got you were talking Dominic Wilkins, Patrick Ewing. Um, oh, Dominic, God, that's my one of, one of my favorite players that ever lived. Yep, he had that Achilles injury; he was out forever. Uh, Patrick Ewing, and of course uh, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Kalen Woods, and many other Los Angeles fans in Australia and and in the United States were uh, devastated at that time. Of course, unfortunately, in his case, he was uh, past his prime at that point, but still devastating time. Uh, Achilles tendons are no joke. DeMarcus Cousins, though, I think he's filling in pretty nicely in that center role. And, well, if this team gets it together and there isn't too much background drama with where Kevin Durant's possibly going to go in the offseason, then they'll probably win again. But I hope they don't. You you know I'm not rooting for them. You just know it. Uh, Cousins, though, is doing pretty well so far. 16 points a game. He's even hitting a couple threes once in a while. Whatever. Good for him. Curry is the best three-point shooter on the roster, even though I think Clay Thompson is more of a pure shooter, but Curry, generally speaking, the percentage is higher, and he's having an MVP-esque type of season, but we all know where it's going to go. It's going to go to probably to James Harden again, so that's good for him. It's not going to LeBron James. <laughs> it's not happening this year, uh, regardless of how we feel about that. Uh, it's, it's Giannis, Harden, and everyone else, basically, this year. Would be cool to see uh, Giannis and Harden in the NBA Finals. Actually, I think that'd be a really good thing. I think that'd be a really good thing. I think a lot of fans would be happy. Actually, we all know you love the Warriors out there, so many of you. But uh, it's time. It'd be nice to see Houston versus Milwaukee. I'd be a hundred and ten percent for that if, if it happened. Wish it was us, <clears throat> but it's not. 
I think the Wolves... Okay, well, like I'm going to say, if we can keep the trend, the Minnesota Timberwolves will beat the Warriors on the 29th. I don't like the way the Wolves are playing right now. Obviously, last year, Minnesota was playing very well. When we beat the Golden State Warriors, Carl Anthony Towns had an incredible game. I think the Warriors sweep Minnesota this year. I, th- I think the Warriors sweep Minnesota this year, and it pains me to say, I think that little that little run is over, and, and that sucks. Um, I, the Wolves had their chance. They kept the Warriors to only 117 last time around. Uh, that was in their last five, of course, the Warriors. They beat Minnesota, 117-107. Not a bad game for the Wolves. But again, the Warriors just pulled away and toyed with us, and of course, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Warriors beat the Pacers 112 to 89. They destroyed Dallas. No, they got destroyed by Dallas. What am I talking about? On the first of a back to back. That's funny. 126 to 91. That was pretty funny on the 23rd. How, who could forget that one? That was a game where a lot of people thought maybe the Warriors really aren't going to win this year. Um, <clears throat> back to back situation. They beat Detroit both games at home 121 to 114. And then the Memphis Grizzlies, the uh, Warriors handled them. A couple days ago, 118-109. I think the Warriors sweep the Wolves because we're just undermanned. It's going to take a lot. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns to get in the 30s, but he's going to need somebody else and probably another player. We're probably talking, he's going to need Wiggins to have like a 30-point type of game or somebody else. There's no Derrick Rose, so Derrick Rose isn't going to get hot and shoot like 50 shots. He's definitely a volume shooter, is uh, Derrick Rose. And of course, he can get uh, he can he can have those those big nights, but not anymore this year. And I don't think he suits up for the Wolves next year. I don't think so, um, unless it's again unless he's willing to take a you know take a reasonable contract. That's the only way he comes back because Minnesota is probably going to be paying Carl Anthony Towns one hundred ninety million dollars, <laughs> probably because he's probably going to make an All NBA team this year. He probably is. <laughs> so we're talking one ninety super max. That's not a lot of money to spare for the Timberwolves to sign a whole lot of players, unfortunately. It's going to take some savvy, savvy general managing to uh, build around Carl at this point. And it's going to take a guy named Andrew Wiggins to step up. And I mean step up, and I mean really step up. It's going to take Kevin Garnett getting in his ears saying, get your ass to the All-Star game. Something like that. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, it'd be nice if Kevin Garnett continues to do that. It's good that Garnett got on him rather than just saying basically like you're... You know, he's one of my boys or whatever. No, beat him up a little bit. And that, that's the that's one of the hopes you might have. It's going to take a huge performance from somebody else to help Carl Anthony Towns to beat this team. And it'll also take a night where, say, Clay is clanging. If if it's clanging Clay, then the Wolves can beat the Warriors. But if, 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 if it's cushing Clay, like he's just nailing everything, it's just swish all night, that cush sound you hear when the ball doesn't touch anything but the bottom of the net game's over, and Warriors score 125 to 130, and the Wolves wind up with uh, 112 or something, and I'm guessing that's what's going to happen, but okay, hopefully it's Clang and Clay, and Clang and Curry, hopefully it's one of those nights, and that's what you're going to have to hope for, it's one out of every five or so games, the Warriors just aren't making their shots, and all that, and uh, well, (laughs) hopefully that's the night, and the Wolves can come out as victors, but I'm not pounding on that at this stage. 128 to 112, Golden State over Minnesota. <sighs> Same old crap. And the Warriors pull out the brooms for this season. And hopefully next year, Minnesota can take two from the Warriors and split with Golden State because Josh Akogi takes that big step forward. He averages 18 points a game and he becomes an all NBA defensive player. Yes, one can dream. And you know what? Anything's possible with Josh Akogi. I don't, I, I don't know about him being a seven time All Star or, or anything. Who knows, though? Maybe he really will be one of those really valuable players that everybody wants. 
couple years from now, and I, I hope I hope that's the case with him. Loved what he did in college. Those uh, behind, you know, coming up from behind, knocking the ball away, a la LeBron James, in those big moments. Hopefully, that is exactly where Josh Okogie heads. Uh, is he a franchise player long term? No, but is he? A, could he be an extremely valuable piece to a team? Yes, absolutely. I do think Josh Okogie was a hell of a draft pick. Uh, I do have to give a big hand to. Uh, <laughs> I do have to give a hand to Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden for the drafts. I think they did pretty good in the drafts. I do. I mean, uh, look at David Kahn. I mean, we're talking historical, awful drafts. The only pick he ever made that did anything was Ricky Rubio. You know, and that's the guy that just kind of fell in your lap and you took his, oh, he's an asset. We could get him and maybe we'll negotiate with the New York Knicks for like 19 first-round picks or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll just fool everybody because I'm smarter than everybody else. Not. Uh, Flynn was out of the league in a couple of years. Derek Williams is just a joke. Uh, Wes Johnson is the 12th or 13th man on every bench in the NBA. And you get the idea. That's David Kahn. Where, you know, Chris Dunn's a pretty good player. Uh, he, he is. Uh, what was the marketing's a good player. And, of course, uh, look look at Josh Akogi and Katie Bass Jop, as we're pronouncing it correctly, folks. I can't believe how many people say Diop. Call him Jop. It's Jop. Like, does the stock job spelled the same way? It's Kata Bates' job. Um, but that's where I see things at the end of the day. I, I think they did a good job drafting, so at least give them that credit, at least. Um, they did. They did. And that's, that's where the bunker mentality, basketball 100% and everything else 0% pays off sometimes because you actually did a pretty good job in the draft. They did. Did they take the best players in the world? No, but they're good. They're good players. Give them credit. Golden State beats Minnesota. How exciting. This is going to drag really far if I keep going on. <laughs> I apologize, but had to get some of that off my chest. And, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, okay, Jimmy Butthead comes to town. Jimmy Butthead comes to town in a back-to-back situation. This is what sucks. You know we're going to boo the you-know-what out of Mr. Jimmy Butler. We're going to boo the S-bomb. We're going to boo the shit out of Jimmy Butler. Let's just say it. Pardon my French. For those of you that didn't, didn't want to hear that, but we're going to boo the hell out of him. Uh, 76ers are. They're a dark horse to win the Eastern Conference. I don't think they will. I, but they did beat the Bucks, though. They did beat the Bucks recently, so give them credit. On the road, actually, not too long ago. One of those weekend games. If Joel Embiid stays healthy, watch out. The Cameroonian Joel Embiid. If he stays healthy. Whew. Fifth in the league in uh, field goal percentage. Eighth and three. Third in offense overall. And fourth in rebounding. When you got Joel Embiid going down about 14. You got Ben Simmons pulling on down about nine. You got and you got Tobias Harris pulling on down about eight. So I don't know. Unless you rebound the crap out of the ball, this team's going to beat the Wolves too. And if the Wolves don't have their legs in this game, it's going to be a bluey, ladies and gentlemen. To uh, talk in a Canadian accent, Joel Embiid, obviously. Well, yeah, I hope the Wolves beat the uh, Warriors. I don't think this is going to be a good couple games here for Minnesota. I, <laughs> I really don't. I'm not, you guys know me, you know I want to win really bad, you know I want the Wolves to succeed, but just, just let's let reality, let's let reality reign here, the Wolves are not going to win either one of these games, it's just not going to happen, Joel Embiid, until Carl Anthony Towns proves that he's better than Joel Embiid, that he's tougher than him, and then he can, he can, you know, <laughs> he, he can not only get motivated, but get pissed off, and literally, you know, take it to Joel Embiid and say, no, you're, you're not better than me. You're not better than me. We're at very least equal, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to you tonight in front of my crowd, where this other jackass <laughs> that thinks he's the best player ever 
uh, talk down about me forever, talk down about me all off season, talk down about me to my face in practice, and couldn't wait to get out of here before, but still destroyed our season, the first fourth of the season or so, before he was finally traded out of here. Uh, it's time. It's time for the Wolves to take it to this team, but I, I just don't think we're going to do it. And Robert Covington would have been necessary. Derrick Rose for a little bit of offense, as long as he doesn't get too trigger happy, which drives me nuts. A healthy Derrick Rose, a healthy uh, Robert Covington. A healthy Jeff Teague wouldn't hurt either, but I really love what Tyus is doing. I'm not in a hurry to bring Jeff Teague back at this point, honestly. And obviously he's not going to play anymore this year, but you get what I'm getting at there. It's going to need to take a hungry, angry Timberwolves team, but I just don't see the hunger. I don't see the anger. I don't see it. I don't see it. Carl might be hungry and angry, but put it on the board. Put it on the board. The best way to beat this team is put it on the board, and I don't think they're going to do it. Um, obviously, this team's got an immense amount of talent. Tobias Harris, 18 and a half a game. He can hit the three-point shot. He can do a little bit of everything. What a wonderful player Tobias Harris is. He doesn't bring the obnoxious attitude that Jimmy Butler does bring. Ben Simmons, I don't like that smirk on his face, but I think he's a hell of a player. I, I really do. Obviously, he's got a little bit of magic in him, a little Aussie magic, little Aussie magic in him. Uh, he can get, he can lead a team in rebounding, he can lead a team in assists, and he can have a big game as well. Definitely has a big game to him. He's got that big game player to him. Is he tough enough to lead a team in the big stretch? We'll see. In the, in the big moments, we'll see. But I mean, obviously, it's not all on him, luckily. And that's why the Sixers are so damn good, because you got Joel Embiid. A healthy Joel Embiid, the 76ers could not only win the Eastern Conference, they could win the NBA championship. Dun-dun. Did I say that? I said it. The 76ers could win the NBA championship. With this team, this group of players, this mix of players, they could win it all at the end of the day. Minnesota will not beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they beat the Hornets by only four on the road, 118-114. They beat the Boston Celtics, 118-115. On the 20th, they lost to Atlanta by two in Atlanta. That's a weird place to play, isn't it? I love the uniforms. I know a lot of you don't. I, I love Atlanta's uniforms. I really like the Dominic era ones, though, more, if they would go back to that. And yeah, so, well, at least misery loves company. Nobody likes to go to Atlanta or Orlando, do we? <laughs> Minnesota and this little Florida two-step or southeast two-step, Atlanta and Orlando. We often lose both of these games, too, and Philadelphia lost them both. One nineteen ninety eight to Orlando. Huh. Then they crushed the Clippers, or crushed, crushed the Nets, pardon me, 123-110. to A very improved Brooklyn Nets team. That's going to make the playoffs, probably. 123-110. But no, Minnesota loses to the War uh, the, the Sixers. Who knows? Maybe this will be the finals. Sixers and Warriors. Maybe. Maybe. Like going back in the... It sounds like the 70s, doesn't it? Sixers versus Warriors. It does. It sounds like Dr. J versus uh, Joe Barry or what the... Hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But uh, whoever they are, right? <laughs> it'd be interesting. Um, it'd be very interesting indeed. So we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, I think Minnesota does not win the game, though. Philadelphia scores 125. Minnesota comes out. Maybe we make it interesting, make it 118. But I think Philadelphia pulls away and gets the win. And the fans boo the crap out of Jimmy every time he touches the ball. I'm sure he gets a lot of curse words coming his way as well. And well-deserved. But Portland, or excuse me, Philadelphia does win the game. Let's keep moving into the month of April. Again, that was uh, Golden State on Friday. The 29th, Philadelphia the 30th. Both games in Target Center. Jimmy Butler will get booed to hell, but unfortunately, 
unfortunately Philadelphia wins. Minnesota hosts the Portland Jailblazers. No, the Trailblazers. This will, I think Minnesota can beat this team. Uh, Portland is a good club, though. Obviously, 47 and 27. I mean, this could end up being a four-game sweep here, Minnesota losing all four. But I think this is the most likely game the Wolves win, believe it or not. Even though Dallas is an inferior team to Minnesota and Portland, we just never win there. We just never win there. I, I don't know what it is. But occasionally the Wolves have some good games, home games against the Portland Trailblazers. And the Timberwolves have had some pretty good, have played some pretty good basketball in Target Center of late. Well, not super late, but during the course of the season. Portland, obviously one of the better teams. Upper echelon, top third of the league. Third in the league in scoring, third in the league in rebounding. So they're, they're similar to Philly there. Eighth in three-pointer percentage and, and 11th in uh, overall field goal percentage. Damian Lillard tends to get his 30-plus. TJ McCollum can get hot, but if he misses a few games or misses a few shots here and there, then there it is. And yeah, I needed to bring this up, and well, playing Portland did send it in my direction. Oh, if you didn't see it, well, Yusuf Nurkic is out for the season and for a long time. A long time. Um, another one. Another very nasty, very scary broken leg situation. Um, scary. Scary situation indeed. Why am I forgetting the name of the guy that he... Yeah, very, very well-known player who's been around forever, obviously, with Phoenix and such. But um, I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm just not thinking about him right now. That's the problem. Damian Lillard averages about 26 points a game and is... Seven assists. He's got a little curry in him, obviously. He can hit the three. McCollum is an even better three-point shooter, though. That's one of the better backcourts in the league. Uh, and the guys in the courtside podcast are joking, well, Cantor's going to get minutes. Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> yeah, Cantor's going to get minutes. Seth Curry is the best three-point shooter overall on the Portland Trailblazers. That's right, Seth Curry, averaging about 45% from downtown, but pretty much a specialist for the Trailblazers. Definitely uh, doesn't have the all-around game that Steph Curry does have at the end of the day. Rodney Hood found his way on the Blazers during the course of the season. Not a bad roster. Um, unfortunately, though, that Nurkic injury is going to sting for a long time for this Portland treatment. I'm sure it's, uh, he's in a lot of pain at this moment as well. <sighs> Very nasty injury The uh, where you land on somebody's foot and, well, stuff starts happening. There's a little bit of action and then snappity snap and both bones break and Fibia, tibia, goes snap, and yeah, and when both bones break, there's nothing holding that part of your, yeah, lower leg, foot, and all that together, and yeah, things don't look good, and it's unfortunate. Uh, God bless uh, Yusuf Nurkic, hopefully uh, speedy and full recovery, most importantly, even if it takes another year or something for him to come back. You hope to God that there's a full recovery for him and that the pain will uh, subside at the end of the day. A block and a half for him. Uh, but those are his final numbers for the season in 72 games for Yusuf and Nurkic, unfortunately. Um, I do think the Timberwolves will beat Portland. I think it's a sad situation indeed. No doubt about it. Oh, they have won five in a row, so definitely good on them there. It just sucks, the injury. You feel bad. Uh, they had won five in a row, though. The Blazers, 106-98 over Indy on the 18th. On the 20th, they beat Dallas 126-118. They beat the uh, poor, uh, Detroit Pistons in the rematch of the 1990 NBA Finals. <laughs> Pretty cool. 117-112. to What the hell kind of score is this? 148-144 to over the Brooklyn Nets. Oof. That's too much. No defense. Come on, man. Uh, um, March 21st, 27th, pardon me, 118-98 over a hapless Chicago team with the greatest player ever. He should be first-team All-NBA. Zach Levine, first-team All-NBA. 
I'm a Timberwolves fan, and I hate Andrew Wiggins, and I love Zach Levine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so some people are. Yeah, Zach Levine's better right now, but we'll see. I'm, I know. I know Zach Levine's a, a hell of a scorer and all that. He's not All-NBA, though. I, I don't see him being an All-NBA player, but maybe he will be one day. And God bless him if he is. Minnesota will beat the Portland Trailblazers. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have one of his better games. He tends to play well against Portland, 22-25. to Carl will have his usual double-double type of game. I, I have a good feeling about this one. And unfortunately, again, I'm sure Portland is... It's too bad. Very good team this year. 20 games above 500, and then this happens. It's just... That's Portland, man. You know, when they have a good season, someone gets hurt. Someone gets hurt. I mean, it, it's just how it's been for Portland forever. It, it's too bad. It, it, it is. It is. Um, you don't like to see guys get hurt, especially, you know, Nurgic has done a good job, you know. He's done a good job to the Blazers, and ugh, that one really is a... That, that, that was sad to see that happen. But Minnesota will beat the Blazers, I think. You know, I, I just, I got a feeling Minnesota will take him down. Close game, maybe lower scoring, 112, 110, something like that. But no, there's not going to be low scoring. 120 to 118 type of thing. I think Andrew Wiggins gets 25 and makes us all happy, at least for one night. Minnesota beats the Blazers in a very, very close situation. Maybe it goes to overtime, and we're talking 128 to 124, something along those lines. We wrap up with the Dallas Mavericks. For this uh, fourth game already, geez, boy, this is a long segment. I got, I got wordy a bit with some of these uh, the, the conversation, not only with the wolves, with these teams and outcomes and such. Luka Doncic, everybody loves him. He's the greatest player ever, and all that. And he's uh, he's the next uh, everything. He's the next Larry Bird. He's the next Michael Jordan. He's the next. No, he's not there yet, but he's got a nice future in the league. We all know. His three-point percentage is up and down. Uh, he's at a little under thirty-three percent at the moment. Harrison Barnes has had his moments, but he's obviously missed games. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been solid for Dallas. Uh, Wesley Matthews was traded. Blah, blah, blah. Dennis Smith was traded. DeAndre Jordan was traded. J.J. Barea is out for the season. I believe he had an Achilles. Poor guy. I don't know. Who's even on this team anymore? I don't even know. I mean, all their better players were traded away, so Minnesota should beat this team. We should. They beat the Warriors, though. That's just weird. It's like I should just switch Dallas and and uh, Portland, but some strange reason. I mean, are we going to beat this team or not? Dirk Nowitzki is obviously way, way, way on his last leg. <clears throat> forty four in forty four games, he's averaging six and a half points. It's a guy who played a little too long, but uh, well, you know, I guess he can have a little farewell tour. There's nothing wrong with that, I suppose. But definitely did play too long. Uh, Don Sitch definitely is the main attraction. Obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. I'm kind of surprised they traded him and. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, I'm not too surprised because he's getting a little older. <sighs> Dallas won out of their last five. They lost to Portland 126-118 on the 20th, back-to-back. They lose by 16 to Sacramento. Killed the Warriors on the 23rd. On the 26th, they beat, They lose to Sacramento by four, 125-121. And a six-point loss to Miami in Miami because nobody wins there for some reason. Dallas will probably lose a couple more to uh, Oklahoma City and Philly before playing Minnesota two days after the Philly game. The Wolves should win this game. We should. We should win this game. Maybe it'll turn out like the Memphis game. Maybe the Wolves actually split these games. Something like that. I think Minnesota is going to beat Dallas, actually. Even though it's been tough, there's just nothing there. I mean, they're just, they're very depleted. I'm surprised they've won 29 games this year, honestly. I'm actually kind of surprised. (laughs) I'm surprised they've won 29 games. The way the Wolves rolled over a Memphis team that traded everyone away. (laughs) You know, I mean, why not? You know, they have their 30 wins. 
Dallas is in the bottom third, bottom fourth in every category. Let's just leave that where that is. Minnesota needs to win the game. Um, I think the Wolves end up winning the game. Portland, uh, it might be just the whole downer situation with Nurkic or the Wolves end up pulling off the victory in a very close matter. The Dallas game, I think Minnesota is going to win uh, in this one. I'm changing my, my tune here. Wolves end up scoring 118 to, it's going to be like 118 to 112. Minnesota beats the Dallas Mavericks. At the end of the day, Josh Okoge has one of his upper teens to low 20s type of games. I think he's going to stand out a bit, hit some shots, Kata Bajajop. It's going to be guys like that. Uh, Nerd, uh, Saric. Saric is going to have 20 points. I could imagine him hitting a four threes or something like that. It's going to be kind of a group effort, and then Carl will get a 20 2020 type of game because Dallas doesn't shoot well. I could see Carl Anthony Towns ripping down 20 rebounds in the game and then sitting out the last, uh, you know, sitting out maybe down the stretch and the Wolves try to pull away and you don't have some kind of a freak last second bullcrap because we always try to avoid that. But Minnesota somehow splits this week. I'm kind of surprised, but Dallas-Golden State is not going to be a good moment and maybe the Portland game will also be a loss. But the Wolves should beat Dallas. Should beat the Dallas Mavericks. Hopefully. If they show up to play, they will. With that said, we'll take a quick break and have a little better fan interaction this week. Last week was so quiet, but this week, a little bit more to talk about. Back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, Fan Interaction. want to thank all of you for joining. Always helpful. Great to hear from you. Pumpa, we, we start off on Twitter, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. The Pumpa apparently sending a picture in Clipperland. Looks like wearing what looks like a Kemp jersey with something else written on it. Sean Kemp jersey. Cool. He's, he's flying to the basket. That looks cool. He calls it Air Pumpa as he's flying up there to the hoop. Looks cool. Having a lot of fun here in the United States is Mr. Pumpa. He'd been hanging around in Utah for a while with the Jazz fans and such. Pretty cool. I uh, hope you're having a good time, Pumpa. Nice picture there. I gotta like that. Air Pumpa in the house. I'm gonna type that in. Air Pumpa in the house. Exclamation point, exclamation point, right? <laughs> There's my play-by-play as I'm typing, right? You gotta like how I did that. Um, so, again, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is... The Twitter account, I want to thank Vince Germano and uh, Levi Brown, and looks like there's a third person here. And the Pump Up, thank you very much. All from us, uh, the Pump Up from Australia, Vince Germano from Australia, of course, the Courtside Podcast, big time there. And Levi Brown from New Zealand, and we'll also hear from Tanae on Facebook here shortly. Sent a message this time, it's a bit extensive, so I, I, I hear it there. Pretty cool stuff. Um, thanks, guys, for the retweets. Really appreciate that. Spreading uh, spreading the love to your friends and all that. Uh, thank you so much. Levi Brown out of New Zealand, as I said. Uh, what was... Let's see. There was a little conversation. I was saying Loving Wiggins tonight. That was on the 23rd. That was... I believe that must have been the, Ma- the Mavericks game. Or Memphis. Memphis game. Yeah, he was very solid in the game. I, I thought he played well in both games, but the Memphis game especially. Very solid performance by, uh, by Dominique Wiggins. There we go. Using the spin move a little bit. And just kind of solid, sharp. And that was nice. Very encouraging. You hope he can continue to do that. Levi says, great to see. Hope he can finish the season well and carry it into next season. And I really think that's important. I think it's extremely important. 
You hope it isn't uh, uh, Ricky Davis syndrome where he had those. He always had those good Aprils and would tease everybody, and then we'd sign him to a contract, and he just was a just a slouch. Um, I responded to him with him. I'm praying for that. You know it. Wiggins is the X factor for the future of this team. As strange as that might sound to some people, he is because if Andrew Wiggins becomes anything close to the star player people thought he was going to be, because well, if you're number one overall in the draft, you're thought of to be either a franchise player or a co-franchise player, which is what we were hoping for, at least a co-franchise player to join Carl Anthony Towns. If he becomes anything closely resembling that, the Timberwolves are going to be a pretty damn good team, especially with good pieces like a Kogi, Sharich, uh, and others around the, around him. Uh, Tyus Jones, guys like that. This team does have a future. KWH job. Uh, Vince Germano like that as well. I was saying uh, Kogi's decent from the outside if he can, uh, if he can improve that shot just a little bit. He could be a hell of a player for us, and I was talking about that. If he can improve that outside shot a little bit, Vince Germano says, happy to trade you Bullock for him. <laughs> that would be an interesting move, right? Oh, boy. But uh, we'll see what happens there. It's uh, <laughs> I'd love to keep Josh Akrogi as long as possible. I'm sure some Laker fans would like to have him as well. Tene Brown. There we go. Yep, he was catching up on, a, on the last episode. That's cool. So thank you, Tene. Yep, obviously very busy. I've been strapped a bit at work myself, so I hear you in a big way, and here come the cleanups very soon. This might be the last episode for a little while, guys, just giving you a little heads up. It won't be that long. It's not going to be like last year where it was like two months or something because I was moving and all that stress that comes with moving. Uh, but again, we also had a very, very late start to the spring cleanups, but uh, spring cleanups are looking like they're on the horizon this year with a more normal spring, a normal spring, like it's 40s and 50s in March this year and not 25 to 30 degrees and snowing like hell uh, well into April like last year. So, looks looks good. Uh, Tanae said he's looking forward to catching up on a missed episode. That was episode 255. Thank you so much, Tanae. God bless you. Now, now you get to listen to this one as well. So, you'll be able to get caught up because I'm guessing, well, one way or another, the show will not come out on Friday morning next week. One way or another because just, uh, well, it's stupid tax season and all that, just stupid little things need to get done and help my parents with another thing, and I don't know. So the schedule's going to be a little funky with the recording next week, depending on how things go, but I'll do my best to keep up. Like I always say, rainy days and Mondays, like say during the spring cleanup season. If it's raining, I'll get behind the mic for at least one of the shows. I also got the NFL draft to cover as well. That'll be the next Purple Mafia episode after their pear-shaped uh, free agency. Do check that show out, though, to talk about it. <laughs> free agency and such as pear-shaped as it's been. Generally speaking, not super bad, but not super good. But NFL draft preview for those of you that are Viking fans as well. It's, it's coming out soon, um, within the next few days possibly, if I have anything to say about that. But uh, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Thank you for your interaction, guys. Always appreciate that. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Today Brown sent a message this time, so different route here because, again, he had to get a few extra things to say. Uh, he was talking about, uh, he says, hey, mate, got a question for the upcoming show. I'll try to get a voice recording gun done, but if I don't, here it is. And this was sent very recently, maybe just a few hours ago. So, yep, I generally record in the mornings because that's the time I have to do it. Um, the mornings here in the U.S. anyway. Over there is the opposite. It was probably late at night at that point. Over in uh, New Zealand, yeah, right now it's, yeah, it's, you know, the, it's like the wee small hours of the morning, like two in the morning over there right now. Um, so, let's get to what Janae had to say. Given the injuries this season, the Butler situation at the start, and Thibs firing, how do you feel, how, how do you think the team has performed? So, I'll answer that question right here. Oh, boy. 
it's it's tough to say because of the stupid injuries, obviously. But no, um, given the injuries and all the other bullcrap, oh boy, I think Carl's taken a step forward. I think Wiggins is just flatlining at best. I think the defense has not gotten better. But again, Robert Covington's one of the best defenders in the league, and when he's out, it's not going to be the same. Uh, Carl's had some moments of very good defense. He's had some moments of non-existent defense. Andrew Wiggins has been solid defensively, and he's invisible defensively. You know how the team has performed? If the team is up and down, they're inconsistent in a lot of ways. Those that's signs of a young, inexperienced team, basically, and signs of a young, young, young and inexperienced coach who I like very much. Um, I like the fact that he's playing certain guys. I like the fact that he's opening up. The you know he's opening up the lineups a bit. He's not just stuck on seven people and burning them into the ground basically, which is idiotic. That's idiotic. Uh, it's not NBA showdown where guys don't get tired or, or whatever. Or if or like say certain NBA games out there where guys don't get tired. It's real life. You know, guys not only get tired but they get injured sometimes. So that's where Thibodeau sucks and Ryan Saunders is a gigantic upgrade. Obviously, three point shot. Blah blah blah. And, of course, the team needs to improve their three-point shot as well, certain players. You have a guy like Towns, who's one of the best three-point shooting big men in the league. May go down as one of the best ever someday. May go down as one of the best ever someday, hopefully. Um, So it's a lot to say. It's a lot to say. And, of course, State of the Timberwolves, there'll be a lot of that as well. But that's going to be a lot of the general... The general gist, it's just inconsistent. I mean, you, you see moments, you see flashes, you see excitement, and then you see not so much. You see not so much. You see horrible defense. That's kind of my number one complaint, obviously, is the defense. But also just general inconsistency. General lack of hunger from Andrew Wiggins. Carl uh, Anthony Towns pouting has gotten out of control at times. I think he's calming down a tiny bit, but it's still he's still got a long way to go, though. He doesn't want to become the next Rasheed Wallace where he gets teed up every two, every two minutes. So that's another fear I might have about him. Luckily, he hasn't gone there anywhere near that yet. Um, Timmy Brown says, I, uh, says, I'd say since Ryan Saunders took over, he's actually done a decent job with the team. He's been undermanned since taking his role as head coach. Yeah, he never got to play Robert Covington a single game. Isn't that crazy? Covington went out with the uh, leg bone bruise. Not long before, so that's crazy when you think about that. Uh, taking role as head coach and was given any kind of preseason to implement any of his ideologies. Properly given, he didn't have the preseason in, in the head role. Exactly. Uh, we're missing our second most valuable player in Rocco, Robert Covington. Yep, I wish Wiggins was the second most valuable, but he's far from it right now, in my opinion. I agree. He, he needs to be the second most valuable. I mean, if Rocco's your third guy... You have a good team. You have a damn good team because Rocco obviously can score 15 to 20 points and he's the first team All-NBA type of talent. If Wiggins can be like a third team All-NBA, Carl could be a second team All-NBA defensively. Woo! And then you add the offense as well. My goodness. The Wolves would be the Philadelphia 76ers before you know it. And you could be talking about this team could win a title. (laughs) Like I just did about the Philadelphia 76ers. That's the crazy part about the Timberwolves. Do you realize how close this team is to being really good? That's the funny part. As negative as things are right now, this team is significantly closer to being really good than some people want to admit. Josh Okogi obviously has an immense amount of talent. Katie Bates' job is a nice, valuable piece. Tyus Jones is a extremely, <laughs> you know, good floor general. I think he's not a superstar, but he is a good, solid floor general. And I think he's, I think his ceiling could be higher than uh, Ricky Rubio's. <gasps> Did I say that? Oh my God! I think I just offended so many people. Ugh. I'm so sorry. 
but his ceiling could possibly be higher than Ricky Rubio's. It could be. Why not? Why that? You know what? Why the hell not? Rubio's clanging shots every freaking game, 30%, 33%, 35%. You know, why can't Tyus Jones be better than Ricky Rubio? Why not? So that's the way I see it. Uh, okay, let's continue. With a full preseason and a healthy squad, what would your expectations be going into next season, assuming we maintain the same squad? Hope you're doing well, mate. Thank you very much. And I hope you're doing well as well today, because I, I know you work your ass off even more than I do. And that's saying a lot. I mean, both of us are the, we're probably <laughs> some of the hardest working sons of guns in the world right now, right? Okay, maybe not. And I know everyone's happy I work hard. No, good, solid, professional adults work hard. And that's what we are. Absolutely. Good, solid, professional adults that actually care and don't screw around all day at their job are good, good, hard-ass workers that just keep it coming. And I love, I love you guys out there that that are that way. So, my expectations going into next season are pretty high. If again, you know, Andrew Wiggins, God, it'd be like a dream come true if these guys' defense could any could resemble anything near what the draft projections were. But you saw flashes out of Wiggins where he was he, he was staying with his man and, and denying the guy the ball. He was knocking the ball out of the guy's hand. Carl's blocking shots. He's denying the ball to, to other big men. Man, oh man. You know, again, this team, if they can focus defensively in the next season, especially bringing in a really good defensive coach that can help, a modern-day Thibodeau, we'll say, because that's what Thibodeau was really good at, was being a defensive coordinator with the Celtics. Yep, that's right, the Boston Celtics. Remember when they won championships? Or, well, they... Went to the they went once and lost and they won the first one of course over the Lakers. They should have won it in two thousand nine too, but Garnett coming down with that funny knee injury was not not cool and that messed things up. That funny landing he had on his leg and messed up his knee. Ah, oh, heartbreaking moment for the uh, Celtics, I'm sure. But no, if this team could focus defensively, and then again Wiggins just just the hunger and the focus, focus Wiggins, focus very capable of being a hell of a player if he could focus. I think that's what it is in a lot of ways. The guy is just distracted. He's got too much on his mind. Stop thinking about Call of Duty. Stop thinking about God knows what else. Focus and you'll be fine. I think Wiggins could be a, still be a really good player if he could just freaking focus, especially defensively and then the points will come off of that at times. Maybe some fast break points. You get better defense. You could probably score. You play good defense. You ignite the offense. That's one of the oldest sayings in basketball. And that could be a beautiful, beautiful moment long-term. Awesome. Thank you for the amazingly thought-provoking message. That was uh, awesome, Tanae. Thank you very much. Got me going, and uh, that's good. That's, this is what radio is all about. You bounce, off, you bounce opinions off each other, and wow, it's over an hour already, and I haven't even gotten to Hank McCoy's thoughts. <laughs> Hank McCoy. I just called him Hank McCoy again. It's, his name is actually Wayne Hunt. He's the alpha dog of the... Courtside Podcast, along with Vinrock, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson. Hank McCoy is a Memphis fan. Hank McCoy, or excuse me, uh, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Laker fans, but of course it is a basketball show. It is not a fanboy show. And I don't consider this a fanboy show either. It's a Timberwolves show, but I venture into the NBA as well. I think you guys have noticed that a bit. Uh, There's Nurkic's broken leg, unfortunately. Very uh, sad, painful moment. He's miraculously in this photo covering up the injury, kind of. But you can tell the foot's facing the wrong direction a bit. (sighs) Feet don't just lay on the floor when your leg is pointed up. They just don't lay on the floor like that. Okay, Hank McCoy says, Joey! 
my question this week comes from the latest courtside show. In this week's episode, we cover our thoughts on how the now eliminate uh, on the now eliminated wolves. Sorry, I just sorry about that, Hank. <laughs> he says, "What are your thoughts on the year now the Timberwolves are out of the playoff picture?" Again, inconsistency, inconsistency. I think the team has been inconsistent. I think the team's lack of focus is what's hurt them. Uh, Ryan Saunders is very young, and again, just like Tanae said, he, uh, it's a big part of, like, he didn't really get to implement a whole lot yet. He's just kind of on the go here. He's just, oh, okay, you're the coach now. Um, he's implemented more three-point shooting. He has uh, opened up the rotations a bit, which is fantastic. He's opened up the bench a bit. And it's not like, okay, little Johnny, you get to play now. No, the people are playing for a reason, and they're doing well. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Not only are they playing, but they're doing well. Katie Bates' job and, and all that. Even Cameron Reynolds hitting a few threes, such as like that. Um, it's important. It's important to be able to see guys like that. And, of course, Tyus Jones was getting significant minutes even when he didn't start. And now Tyus is looking like exactly what I'm sure Mr. Flip Saunders was hoping for. A guy that, that can lead this team down the stretch, not turn the ball over, protect the basketball, and maybe even hit threes. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe even hit threes along with getting his 9 to 12 assists per game, which I think could be freaking awesome at the end of the day. Oh, Hank McCoy, I always love when you're a part of this show, and today, you guys just, you guys are the best. You guys carry this show in such a big way. When, when I get to the fan interaction segment, you can really get things going, generate conversation. But no, generally speaking, again, as uh, yep, they were talking about on the Courtside Podcast, I encourage you to listen to this one, especially especially this particular episode because of the, uh, the, uh, Extensive Timberwolves conversation again on the uh, on iTunes and Google Podcast for sure. Podbean as well. I believe they're still with Podomatic, very likely. So Podbean as well. Uh, courtside show, the Courtside Podcast. Check it out. C R T S D E. Also, you can look that up. Join their Facebook page. Join the conversation there as well. And wow, great Australian guys there, Sydney, Australia, for. Uh, Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson and Melbourne, Australia for Vinrock, Vince Germano. Amazing guys. They're all they're all very different, which is good too. <laughs> you know, Hank, Hank McCoy is hilarious. I love his laugh. Oh my God, it's so good. And then of course Vince Germano doesn't pull any punches. Stu Benson kind of you know keeps keeps the sanity. This and that. I mean, the guys are just great. Awesome show. Oh man, yep. I can't say enough about him. So again. I'm optimistic about this team as down and as down in the dumps and as negative as it might sound. And I lost all my hair. Yeah, well, the hair was lost a long time ago, probably. Most of it anyway. But uh, that's a different matter, unfortunately. Why are you getting personal, Vince? <laughs> no, no. <I'm> just... <laughs> but generally speaking, as down as I might sound, it's the way they're playing is, is frustrating. But at least, again, you've got a new general manager, a new vision. And I do think Ryan Saunders will be the coach of the Timberwolves long term. Um, I, I think so. I think he's had a wonderful future. I don't think I want. I don't think Glenn Taylor and others want to see him uh, wind up somewhere else. I don't think that's going to happen. With that said, thank you guys again for your interaction. What an awesome uh, fan interaction segment that was fun. The pictures from Pumpa, the conversation from Levi, uh, Tanae, that awesome message, and then Wayne Hunt jumping on board, and of course. Uh, <laughs> plugging his awesome show, because he should. He, he deserves to plug it, obviously. It's a great show. He deserves to plug it on this one. Um, they plug me on their show. It's awesome. And, of course, it's not about just plugging the show. It's like, hey, check it out. Hear, hear what we have to say about this club. And, yeah, please do. It's a worthwhile listen, and you'll get hooked. You'll you'll subscribe, and you'll hang on. Hang on. 
They, they make fun of James Harden. They love James Harden. They hate James Harden. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, listen to it and you'll enjoy. Everyone's got a different opinion. So that's the other cool part. They're not all just, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, so because nobody's going to agree on everything. Do you think I do you think I agree with all of you about Zach Levine? No. <laughs> no. Do I, he's not an NBA he's not an all NBA player. He's not a bust either, obviously. That's a that's a given. But he's not this superstar some people think in my mind. So with that said, let's give out the contact details. Again, the Twitter account at Wolves Explosion. Facebook page is Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And then the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion to your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Greatly, greatly appreciated. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. Click on that. It'll take you right to the Facebook Messenger. Uh, same phone line, same situation. It's a three-minute limit because it's a regular, it's a, like an online voicemail, so be aware of that. You, you can get cut off, so be careful. And then if you don't want to get cut off at all, all you got to do then is do the auto submission route. Use your free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Treat it like a phone call. Keep it to about five minutes or so, and boy, today... Don't be afraid to call in again. Uh, please, please, today call in. That'd be freaking cool. I can't wait to hear that, radio, that great radio voice out of New Zealand again. Uh, that's a guy who, yeah, I mean, he is, he, he, he has a voice for radio, boy. And uh, he's certainly got the energy. He's got the passion. And, man, he is a hell of a guy. He's got the knowledge as well. So uh, hope to hear from you again. Vinrock Vince Germano. I believe, I believe he sent in an audio submission before. He has. Uh, Stu Benson. Wayne Hunt, any of you, very welcome to do so. Of course, guys locally here, Lucas Quayle's got a job in radio in the in South Dakota and such. Oh, man, I can't appreciate you enough, some of you guys out there, for what you've done for this uh, show over the years. Wouldn't mind hearing from any of you out there locally, from Australia and such. Yep, Nicholas Simon, great guy as well out of Australia. I almost forgot his name last week. I felt so bad. And it's not because of any... any uh, certainly not for the wrong reason. I haven't heard from him in a while. Hopefully you're still out there, Nicholas Simon. Hope I didn't scare you away. Scott Doherty, I believe he's from South Dakota. Or he might be local. I can't remember. Uh, Trevor Wickerin's a good guy as well. I don't hear from him hardly ever on this page, though. He's got his own page going. Uh, this and that. Uh, but thanks again, guys, for the conversation. God bless all of you. Anybody out there that wants to help this show, please give a positive rating on iTunes if you could. Five-star rating, what you like about the show, maybe even what you'd like improved, is also very, very much welcome on this show. Again, hope to hear from you again, Nicholas Simon. It's been a while. God, major shout-out to you. I know he's a good guy, and he's been very passionate about this team and loves this show as well. I, I Again, hope I didn't scare him away. <laughs> I would be appreciated if I didn't. Uh, with that said, though, I'm going to sign off now. A bit of a longer show because just a lot to say. Kind of got more opinions. Got a little bit of an energy burst too. I feel good. Feel good today for some reason, which is nice. A little sunlight in my eyes here and it feels good. Uh, hope all of you are, uh, and again, I'm feeling a little more positivity. You sit down and you analyze the long-term possibilities and you get hopeful a little bit and you hope for the best. That's another thing that got me going a bit today. With that said, I'm going to sign off now. Talk to you hopefully very soon, maybe Saturday next week, or maybe in about two weeks, depending on what happens. It could get random. It won't be on Fridays, it looks like, for a while. Maybe for, maybe, yeah, but I mean, the show will come out on 
maybe possible weekend days, that type of thing, generally speaking, or random weekdays, depending on the weather. So with that said, keep your uh, eyes peeled and your iTunes slash Google Podcasts subscribed and ready to automatically download the show because just one morning, boom, Timberwolves Explosion's back. There's Joey ranting about the Warriors. I, well, hopefully I don't have to do that. Hope that can rejoice that they lost. That'd be even better. Or uh, very excited about the uh, Chauncey Billups hire or whoever. With that said, take care. We will talk to you very, very soon.